This first example is of something that happened to Pam Paget, a member of the Body of Christ. Pam worked as a computer programmer for FedEx. She had worked at FedEx for several years, but she saw a lot of things that were disturbing her. Some reports given by certain people were just not right, and Pam is a Christian. One day she was reading the Bible, and she saw a passage in the Old Testament, in Micah chapter 2, and it's verse 10. God says, Arise, ye, and depart, for this is not your rest, because it is polluted. It shall destroy you, even with a sore destruction. Pam was convinced that this was a word from God to her concerning her job at FedEx. Arise, ye, and depart, for this is not your rest, because it is polluted. It shall destroy you, even with a sore destruction. Pam turned to God in prayer and told him, she was persuaded this verse was telling her what to do about her life. To depart from FedEx. She applied for early retirement, took a big loss in money. When she told me she was retiring from FedEx, I'd had quite a bit of experience with Pam. I knew she didn't do things lightly, that if she said she felt she'd heard a word from God on the matter, I certainly wasn't going to intervene and discourage her in any way because she knew what she was doing in things of God. She took an early retirement I was concerned about her, not because of money. Her house is paid for. I knew that she had followed the directions that we had been given. But what I was concerned about is what would she do after she retired? She had no family. What would she do with all that time? But I said nothing about this. So she put in her retirement papers in 2012. She began staying at home. Her next-door neighbor, a man named Jim, an elderly man, was having lots of physical problems. She helped Jim, but that didn't consume her time. What else would she do? Exactly one month after she retired, 
I had a dream which persuaded me to set up a blog. The only time I'd ever heard of a blog was in the movie Julie and Julia. And she set up a blog, this young girl. So I knew basically you wrote on this blog and people were able to read it. And I thought, oh, I would really like to do that. But I don't have anything to say. But I'd heard to do this blog. Knowing Pam had all this experience with computers, I contacted her and said to her, could you set up a blog for us? I've had a dream showing me to set up a blog. She said, well, she'd never done that, but she was sure she could. Within three days, she had our blog up and running. From that time on, she has done the technical work for us. So I no longer had concern about her having so much time. This is one way that God speaks to us. And when God speaks to us, faith is always an issue. He speaks to us through Scripture. You'll just be reading a Scripture and feel that instruction applies to you. And when you have that word from God on the matter at hand, you have your basis for faith to do the situation. The subject of faith is set out for us very clearly in Joshua chapter 1. God has chosen Joshua to take the place of Moses and lead the children of Israel into the land that he has promised them. Now they have to fight for this land because other people have it. And the people who have the land that God has given them are enemies of God. So it is a matter of going to war sanctioned by God. If something is sanctioned by God, it is always the right thing to do. If you've heard to do this, it is the right thing to do. There is no counsel against the Lord. That's one of the Proverbs, chapter 20, I think. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, into the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place 
that the sole of your foot shall tread upon. That have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. That statement, I am persuaded, applies to every born-again Christian who God has commanded to do something. No one will be able to stand before you. Just as it was in Moses' life, so it will be in your life. When God has sanctioned the action that you are about to take. And God said to Joshua, Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people thou shalt divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Now our assignment differs from the assignment of Joshua. But the principle is the same. If God has told me to do something, I know I can do it. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. These Old Testament examples are very important in teaching us how to enter into that which God has given us to do in this world and to show us faith and how we have faith in God's word. Verse 6. So God says to Joshua, Be strong and of a good courage. I'm going to give this to you. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. As far back as Abraham, God has promised this land to his seed. Verse 7 Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, all the word, which Moses my servant commanded thee. And same thing with us. It's we do according to the New Testament Bible. But the Old Testament Bible helps us to see how to do what we are doing and gives us faith to do what we are doing. 
Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the word which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. It's the same thing for us today with be strong to do all the word of the New Testament Bible. I'll give you an example. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21, Paul instructed us, Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. That is the word. And we in the New Testament church today are to do that. Prove it. How do you prove it? You have a situation in your life. You turn to God in prayer over the situation. And then you set about to be very observant and prove the action you are considering. Is this a godly way to go? What will be the fruits to other people? And you stay with proving that thinking until you have become sure that is the thing to do. Now that's what Pam would have taken that type of action in retiring, in that early retirement from FedEx. This is not your land. It's polluted. It will destroy you. In the future, had she stayed there, it would have destroyed her. For things have gotten much worse in the world. The morality of the world is worse today than it was in 2012. She would not have been able to survive in that job. She had to get out in 2012. And she was persuaded that was a word of instruction to her, though it was from the Old Testament. I've often had words of instruction from the Old Testament. Isaiah 54.17 was a word given to me as a very new Christian. No weapon formed against thee will prosper, and every tongue that would rise in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. At the time this happened to me, I owned a small business in Dallas, Texas. American Indian Arts Business. The Dallas Morning News had come to me asking me to write an article concerning how a consumer can protect himself when buying American Indian Arts. 
there were so many itinerant sales people coming through the country at that time, 1974. Renting motel rooms in big cities, advertising in the newspapers that they were having a big sale, some as high as 70% marked down on Indian objects. How can you protect yourself? One of the first things I said in the article is if a merchant can lower the price of an item as much as 70%, it makes you wonder how much that item was marked up in order to be lowered. One day, I was at my shop and a little fat man came in the door wearing a suit and tie, and on his tie, I noticed he had a tie clasp of handcuffs. Well, he worked for the deputy sheriff's office and was serving me papers for a lawsuit this man had filed against me. And he said, little lady, do you know Mr. So-and-so? And I said, no, no, I don't believe so. He said, well, he knows you because he's suing you for a million dollars. I was just flabbergasted, shocked. I probably had a maximum of $2,000 in inventory. I was just a little merchant. I found out at that time they don't have to have grounds against you to sue you in the United States. They just file a lawsuit. But if you don't answer that lawsuit, you can lose everything. What little you have, you can lose it. So I hired an attorney. He was a personal friend. I hired an attorney. And he began preparing the papers necessary to go to court. Now, this man was suing several other people also. I was just a little fish. He was suing the Better Business Bureaus of Dallas and Fort Worth. He was suing several dealers in American Indian arts. He claimed we were conspiring to keep him from doing business at his motel in Dallas. The first week after I hired the lawyer, bills began coming in for $3,000, the next week $4,000, $2,000. If I kept this up, I knew I'd go bankrupt. It would take all of my money to pay my lawyers. One day I was reading the Bible and I saw Isaiah fifty-four seventeen. No weapon formed against you will prosper. That was certainly a weapon formed against me. And it says... This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. I'm now born again and a servant of God, so this promise belonged to me. 
I spent quite a bit of time with that scripture. I'm now a Christian, so this applies to me. No weapon formed against thee will prosper. Every tongue that arises against me in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. I was fully persuaded this promise applied to me. What's it telling me? The way out in this situation was to release my attorneys and go to court defending myself. As a new Christian, a young Christian, I decided to go talk to my pastor. So I made an appointment with him and went out to the church where he had an office. Driving out there, I prayed for the pastor to have wisdom. I explained the case to him. I explained the scripture to him and what I had decided. He looked at me and said, Joan, I perceive that you have the faith to do this this way. So I knew I was able to go about it this way. As soon as I called Gordon, my lawyer, and told him what I was going to do, he said, Joan, you can't do this this way. See, just opposite from God. You can't do this. He said, you don't know how evil these courts are today. And I said, Gordon, I'm a Christian. And this is a promise of God from the Bible to Christians. So is the Bible something that has the power of God? Is it valid for today? If it is valid for today, I can go about it this way. But if the Bible is only telling us about God, I don't want anything to do with it because it should be the power of God to help us to know what to do on this earth. So this is a good time for me to find out. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Now, one thing that God had already told me, and that is get out of debt and stay out of debt. That was one thing that he had told me, and I had done that. But at the rate this law firm was sending me bills, I would not be able to continue out of debt. So it was going the way opposite to what God had set up for my life, and I knew it had. It couldn't be right to stay with the law firm. So I had no difficulty at all making the decision to release the law firm and go to court without any human legal counsel and represent myself. 
Gordon said, Oh, John, we're willing to work with you. We'll let you pay us off. You can pay us off. But see, I'd been told to get out of debt, and I was out of debt. This was going the opposite way from the way God was leading me. And then Gordon said a shocking thing. He said, It'll only take about $10,000 more to try your case. It was like somebody hit me in the stomach. All the breath went out of me, and I said, $10,000 more. Gordon, stop. Don't do anything else. God began giving me other scriptures to give me faith. Faith comes from the word that you hear from God. He'll bring a scripture to your attention, and you will consider that scripture and what it means. He gives you faith that way. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But first you hear. And then you begin working through that scripture. Back to Joshua. This book of the law, meaning to us, the Holy Bible, shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. So we are given verses of Scripture by God drawing our attention to those verses of Scripture in our specific situation of life. We keep that scripture before us day and night. And we meditate therein day and night in that scripture that we may observe to do according to all that is written therein. It's like the scripture gives us the inward power to do what it says. So you keep it before you constantly. And then God gave me other scriptures to encourage me. So I began taking every scripture that God had given me along the way. I wrote them down and kept them before me. They were in my pocket when I went to the grocery store when I was standing in line at the grocery store, I would pull those scriptures out and look at them. When I was waiting for someone, I would pull those scriptures out and look at them. Every spare chance I got, I looked at those scriptures that God had given me about this lawsuit. I had about 14 scriptures. I recorded them on a cassette tape, front and back, and when I would go to bed at night, 
I would start that tape playing and let that word flow over me. And I did that all night, every night. And when I woke up in the night, I would turn the cassette tape over and play the other side. I just recorded the scriptures over and over. And during the time that this was going on, various scriptures that were given to me by God would rise up in my memory to lead me and guide me. Now look at verse 8 once again, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Verse 9, God said to Joshua, Have not I commanded thee? God said to me, Have not I commanded thee about this lawsuit? No weapon formed against thee will prosper. Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid. How are you going to keep from being afraid? Fear hit me. I turned to God in prayer and asked him to help me. And once again, I would be reminded of a scripture. And I would add that scripture to all the other scriptures God had given me. Be not afraid. There would be a scripture that would address the fear. Neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. If God is with you and for you, Paul says, who can be against you? There's no power higher than God who made the heaven and earth. So this is how God taught me to approach life in general. He would bring certain scriptures to my mind showing me what to do in the situation that was at hand. I would keep those scriptures before me constantly to give me strength to go forward. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, Paul says, I can do all things through Christ, the Word, that strengthens me. If I have the Word on the subject, I find I can do that thing. Why? Because God is there. He is with me. He will show me how to do that word. We cannot fail because the word will not fail when God brings that word to our attention. Six days before 
we were to go to court. I received a phone call from this man's lawyer, the man who was suing me. He says, you don't have a lawyer, so I'm calling you about this. My client has dropped all charges, so there will not be a court case. And I said to him, did he drop charges just against me or against everybody? He said, he cut everybody loose. He said, we tried to get him not to sue you. He had no grounds to sue you. But he was like a madman. We couldn't stop him. But I will say, that lawyer didn't have to go along with him. It was over. The trial was over before it ever got to court. The battle was over. But through this battle, God taught me how to deal with problems, how to deal with things of this world that are formed against you. A couple of weeks later, my lawyer came in and said, Joan, I just wanted you to know that at the law firm, we have discussed your case up to the end of it and that we believe what you said happened, happened, that no weapon formed against you would prosper because you belong to God and are a servant of God and are following God. I was not trying to prove anything to anyone. I was simply trying to obey God get out of debt, stay out of debt, and do things the way God wanted them done. Concerning the free legal service, I asked God, I said, what do you want me to do about this free legal service? And I was reminded of a scripture, Genesis 14. The king of Sodom offered to give riches to Abram. Abram said, I've lifted up my hand to the Most High God that I won't take from you even a thread to a shoe latchet, lest you will say, Sodom has made Abram rich. And I, when I read that, I said, that's the way I want to live. It was sort of like making a vow to God. This is what I want to do. I want my riches to come from you and not from the world. And they have for the next 40 years. So the way of following God is you hear an instruction a word from God, it can be a written word from the Bible, or it can be a word spoken by the Holy Spirit to your mind. When I fell at my house in Texas in 2018, I knew I was badly injured. I felt certain 
my hip was broken and my left hand was doubled totally back to my arm. So it was badly broken. I rolled onto my hip that wasn't broken and began to try to crawl to a telephone. It was so painful, I couldn't do it. But then I heard a word from God, and that changed everything. What I heard was, you can do this. I heard it in the form of a thought, not an audible voice, but it was the word of God to me. You can do this. And with that word, I knew I could do this. So I began crawling. It took four and a half hours to crawl approximately six feet to get to a telephone. But if you have the word of God, that's all you need. That's all you need. There is no counsel against God. It doesn't matter what anyone says. If God has told you this and you believe it, just start doing that word. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.